Show Podcast. Good morning, my many friends. I'm Garner Andrews Show Studio Usher, Teddy Peterson. More research conducted at the Institute of Duh. Hospital births are safer than home births. Another thing to think about if you're considering a home birth. Has this couch been scotch guarded? <laughs> Now silence, silence, I say. For can't you see we're trying to do a show here? Here comes another steaming pant load of Garner Andrews Show on the Sonic. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Hello. Hello. Let's talk about that cilantro thing. <laughs> are, you, are you the president of the cilantro fan club? No, I'm the exact opposite. I know that there's a certain set of population, like 10% or something like that, that actually thinks it tastes like soap. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I know, but there's a certain taste bud or a certain chemical reaction that it has in certain people that it makes it taste like soap and makes it actually come across as if it's something completely repulsive to most people, but other people love it. Like my wife, she'll use it like a salad dressing or a garnish oh. on everything. So. Oh, wow. No, I just, like I was saying on the radio, you can tell that nobody likes cilantro because you never go out to a restaurant and somebody at the table orders extra cilantro. Oh, my wife would, I swear to God. Oh. So. Well, thanks for crapping all over my point. <laughs> A Sonic1029.com podcast. I have something to say about the cilantro thing, even though it's kind of a whole load of bullshit. Whoa. <laughs> the thing about cilantro is the, the soapy taste and when it's bitter and stuff like that. Yeah. Because cilantro, is a de- it like detoxes you. It tastes that way when you're full of toxins. When you have no toxins, it's sweet. So what you're saying is I'm full of toxins? That's what I'm saying. What you're saying is I need to do a cleanse? That's what I'm kind of saying. I'm trying to figure out what I'm more tired of hearing about. People doing a cleanse or people who just recently discovered CrossFit. (laughs) Well, like, I, I I don't start cleanses or anything. I just eat a little bit healthier than I normally, like, normal people would. Yes. Or the way I used to. See, I eat fairly healthy, but it's still, cilantro still tastes like... I don't know, like eating one of those pink pearl erasers. Oh, gross. Yeah. It's just nasty. Yeah. That's so, what we brought back, like, childhood memories. <laughs> you, what, what's your first name? Tegan. Oh, okay, Tegan. You're not a glue eater then. Now, I've no. talked about this before. Although, Any... I was working at the dollar store the other day, and I was in the craft section, and all I could smell was white glue, and I started to crave it. Did you? Yeah. You put it in your palm of your hand and let it congeal there. And then peel it off and mm. throw it in people's faces. Yeah. Sort of like when you, your mom used to make pudding and then the pudding would get that pudding film on the top. White glue. The I Elmer's. hate that film. I cannot deal with it. See, they should pack, package that as, as a tasty treat. Pudding film. New no, from Nabisco. Shouldn't. I think I would probably just hurl on the spot. Yeah. But the, the, the reason I ask your name is that it's funny because I anytime I ever meet somebody named Nikki, I always that you're a glue eater because when I was in elementary school back in the day, like a hundred years ago, when schools were still made out of dirt, the there was a girl named Nikki and she used to eat white glue all the time. Every Nikki I've ever known have always eaten white glue. So ki- parents, don't name your kid Nikki or they'll be a glue eater. I would never name my kid Nikki. And uh, all Paulas picked their nose. Mm-hmm. Based on my childhood experiences, every single Paula I have ever met is a nose picker. The Garner Andrews Show to go. Hello? You got uh, a list. 
It says best and worst jobs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who made this list up because uh, broadcaster is on the worst jobs list, and uh, I kind of like this job. I have a question, though. I want to know where I had a I had this career where I was doing this job where actually we went into uh, minefields. I don't want to know if it's on that list. That would be a pretty craptacular job. <laughs> where you just sort of stomp around in a minefield looking for unexploded mines, landmines. Did you? Yeah, ever, exactly. Did you ever accidentally set one off? Uh, no. No. Well, I guess I'm talking to you on the phone. That'd be awful. That'd be a horrible, horrible job. But I'm glad there's people like you that were doing that job. Do you remember that story 10 years or so ago, 12 years ago? I loved this story because it was ingenious, but at the same time, it outraged people. Remember when the mad cow thing first broke out in Britain? This was probably 12 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago. Some guy over there, because they were going to have to destroy like tens of thousands of heads of cattle. And this guy suggested, why don't we fly them over to wherever they're still plagued by landmines and just set them free on that land and the cows can explode the landmines. <laughs> and you think about it for a second, it's, it is, it's pretty dark and pretty nasty, but at the same time, maybe a little ingenious? Uh, the cleanup would be interesting. Yeah. It's actually kind of horrible now that I think about it. The Garner Ranger Show to go. Hey, uh, I've been sitting in traffic on the QE2, and I thought of something you can't look cool doing. Okay. Driving slow in traffic. When you're in the middle lane and, you know, how all lanes move at different rates, the same person will pass you or you'll pass them like four or five times, and you always give that, like, glance over. It's not so bad on the highway when you're doing, like, 100. It's and so the- you look at the same person like four or five times. It's it's like being in that lineup uh, at a movie theater or a bank or maybe even at a where you're kind of corralled and you go back and forth and you know somebody in line and every time you go by you feel like you have to acknowledge the pa- the fact that you passed them again it gets awkward yeah that's exactly it it's like and when does the acknowledgement stop it's like hey i've just seen you 3 seconds ago yeah the airport that's where it happens all the time when you're waiting to go through screening and you keep passing dale from accounting over and over again you never talk to dale at work but suddenly when you keep passing him every four and a half minutes, you feel like you have to acknowledge him. And you, yeah, okay, this is good. Passing the same person over and over again while you're crawling along in traffic. Oh yeah, I've been experiencing that one. No, for about the last half an hour now. Where are you trying to get? Hopefully, you're not trying to catch a flight. No, God no. Uh, I'm heading to Nisky from San Elvis. That okay. was a journey. Yeah. Wow, how long did that take? Uh, well, we're going on hmm, about forty minutes right now. Ah, it's not that bad. Whoa. How long does it usually take you, though? Uh, Usually it only takes about probably 35 minutes. And I've still probably got another 20 to go. Oh, okay. Earlier today, I was talking about, with a little ray of sunshine, I can't remember that woman's name, but we were talking about cilantro. Everybody's, everybody's like, yay, cilantro. But nobody really likes cilantro. And the reason you can tell nobody likes cilantro is that when you're out with your friends at a restaurant, you never hear anyone at your table go, could you put extra cilantro on that, please? That's how you know cilantro is nobody's favorite food. 
That's how you know. I'll get to your phone call in just a second here. Uh, I want to remind you, the Sonic Rock Door is worth $102. This is a brand new one. We'll play in just a few minutes. It sounds like this. Oh, you totally know this one, too, don't you? What? You don't? Oh, okay. Well, we'll play in about six minutes here. Don't stray too far. Uh, go ahead, Sonic. Hi. Hello. I just wanted to call and let you know that I am the friend who asks for extra cilantro when I go out. What is wrong with you? It's. It, I just sort of feel like we're all pretending that cilantro's cool. Cilantro's sort of like Radiohead. You're not allowed to admit that you don't like Radiohead, and you're not allowed to admit that you don't like cilantro. I think that it's in my blood. I have uh, part of my family is East Indian, and my East Indian grandmother grows it in her backyard in the summer. And she has for longer than I've been alive, longer than my mother has been alive. In the summer, instead of making lemonade, she makes cilantroade. So I think it has to do with, you know, what your background is. I'm used to the coriander and the cilantro smell, and it brings back good memories, and it's free and delicious. Now, you know what, it's, do you, did your family cook a lot with curry, too? Oh, yes. See, now that's that's an acquired taste. When I was a kid, the smell of curry was like, oh, my God, I'm going to barf. But now I can't get enough of it. And in my neighborhood, and I just recently discovered that this was a thing, um, some families have a kitchen in their garage. Have you ever heard of this before? Yes, I have. It's This is fascinating to me. It's because that's where they cook with all the smelly stuff, like the curry and the coriander and all the others, because they don't want to stink up the inside of the house, right? I, I've known of a lot of families where if they're doing small meals, it's okay to cook it in the house. Uh-huh. But, you know, because East Indians are like that, they, they can't cater out their own family events. Yeah. So when they have a big family event, they all cook in the garage. Oh, well, I don't know. My... Uh, uh, keep cooking with the curry in your garage in my neighborhood because I love that smell. I was out for a run the other day and somebody was cooking outside and I almost diverted my, I was trying to find them on my run and maybe just walk by, tie my shoe at the end of their driveway and hope that they'd invite me in. Well, for me, it's, it's a little different. I'm, you know how Italians will only eat their, or their grandmother's or mother's spaghetti sauce? Yeah. I will only eat my grandmother's curry. You, there's and, no. And I've been eating it since I was three months old, so I've eaten a lot of it. Wow! <laughs> I can't imagine changing a curry diaper on a newborn. <laughs> I, I don't even want to imagine. No. Wow! This just went right off the rail. <laughs> hey, hey! What's your first name? Matt. Matt, you keep cooking with that curry, buddy. All right, thank you. Okay. It's a podcast from Sonic One Two Nine. This thing you were talking about uh, cooking in the garage, right? Because of the smell. On that note, I'm from Newfoundland, uh-huh. and we have cookhouses, they're called. It's just, it's like we don't have garages, we have cookhouses if you're from around the bay. Where you cook the stinky food? Where you cook the fish. Oh. Na- Nan never lets Pop uh, cook fish in the house, so he had to go to his garage, which is now like the work the, the workhorse for the men. It used to be the cookhouse in Newfoundland. Wow. And, the, and out there, they would have their bottle hidden, and that's where they would hide their cigarettes and all that stuff. It, it was the it was the, the man's kitchen. And they would cook the fish and get hammered. And then <laughs> well, they would come into the house with the fish and be all verbally abusive. <laughs> with the fish. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Leanne grew up. 
<laughs> that's, that's where Kiss the Cod came from. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is definitely the result of drinking. Okay. The Gas to Go Podcast. So you were talking about cooking uh, stinky foods in, in separate places of the home, right? Yeah, well, a, a lot of people, and I only recently discovered this, is the a lot of people, like in East Indian families, cook in their garage because they don't want that smell in their house. And then Leanne called and said, growing up in Newfoundland, they used to have a separate building where they, they'd go and cook the fish because they didn't want to cook that in the house. Yeah. Um, funny story about that. I live in, in an apartment building, and I'm pretty sure my landlord is wildly racist because when I first had my, you know, the little interview and he, when he's checking my credit and showing me the thing, he says, do you cook a lot of stinky foods? And I'm like, no, not necessarily. I'm like, you know, I'll have borscht once in a while. Yeah. And that's kind of smelly, but I never cook curry or anything. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to put you in a different building. And I actually started to ask ground. It's because he actually puts all the East Indian families who cook the curry and the stinky foods in a separate apartment building than the people who don't. Wow. So that way, when we walk through our hallways, we don't smell curry all day. Yeah, but how about you and your borscht? Because there's, when you're boiling cabbage, that's disgusting. I'm always like, is somebody boiling farts? It is a pretty nasty smell, but the way my apartment shaped is bizarre, I do have a window right above my stove, just mm. the way I have it set up. So I'll always open up the window and I'll put my little tower fan behind me and I'll blow it so that way all the steam kind of blows out. And I'm on like, I think I'm on the eighth of ten floors. So, you know, it's not like I stink it up too, too bad. I don't think nobody's nobody's said anything to me yet. Yeah. What if all of a sudden you uh, went on plenty of fish and you found yourself a hot date? She showed up. And she smelled. What would you? What would be worse if she smelled like cabbage or if she smelled like curry? Oh, I'm gonna have to say, and I hate giving the racist answer here, but I'm gonna have to say curry just because I'm so used to borscht. I grew up with it as a kid. Yeah. The cabbage smell doesn't phase me anymore. I, I barely, honestly, notice it. Oh, Maybe I do. That's why I don't think I smell because, like, I don't really notice it anymore. Well, it's like smokers don't think they smell like smoke. Yeah, until you quit, and then you're like, holy cow, I smell like an ashtray and cancer. Yeah. <laughs> the Garner Rangers Show Podcast. Yeah, I'm just calling about, uh, you mentioned earlier about the guard dog uh, named Grinder. Yeah, Grinder's a fantastic, no, it's a police dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just uh, calling in because one of my all-time favorite dog names from the world, according to Garp, Bonkers. <laughs> bonkers? Because you'd, you'd never want to go into a yard if Bonkers was in there. I do. Dave Sawchuck was talking about that. I think it's the RCMP is they're they're allowing the public to name new police dogs, but it's got to start with the letter G this year. Apparently, oh. it's like hurricanes. But we were talking about some of the names on the list, like Gabby. I think was one of them. If you're a strung out meth addict with some hostages and you're hiding out behind a garden shed. And the cops are, are warning you they're going to send in a, a police dog. If the dog's name is Gabby, you're just going to keep hiding behind that shed. But if the dog's name is Grinder or Bonkers, you're out of there instantly. Yeah, I think Gabby would just sort of gum you to death or something and just be jabbering at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bonkers. I want a dog. If I was a dog person, I would have a dog named Bonkers. Yeah, you know, when, when I was a kid, we had a dog and everybody was scared of our dog. You'd like bite porcupines, skunks, whatever. But the dog's name was Misty. It should have been Bonkers. Yes, should have been. 
Okay, thank you very much for all the phone calls this morning. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast.